Welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm Michael McCurry, your host. You're listening to Bible Tract Echoes. Thank you so much for taking the time to close out your week with me. We're going to close out, if you can believe this, the second chapter of the book of Galatians. We've gone all the way through Galatians 1, and now we're going to finish the last couple of verses of Galatians chapter 2. We'll be there in just a moment. Before we do that, I'd like to, for just a second, talk to you a little bit about Bible Tracks Inc. I've had the opportunity, the joy to be a part of this ministry for less than five months. Wrap your head around that. Can you believe it? It feels like it's flown by so quickly, but still only five months. And in that time, I've gotten such a great appreciation for our founder, Paul Levine. I've heard so many great stories. I've spoken on the phone to many friends of his that speak so highly of him. I've also grown in my appreciation for my predecessor, Pastor Mark Smith. It's such a joy to be able to pick up the mantle from a man that so faithfully for 15 years helmed this ministry and this broadcast. It really is amazing that some 80-something years after its beginning, Bible Tracks Inc. is still going forward, still revving, still going, still going strong. And I'm so glad that we, myself, I know I can speak for the staff as well, that we get to be a part of what God is doing at BTI. Now, I'd like to read for you, if you'd allow me, some letters from the front. Now, let me say this. We don't just make these up. This is real correspondence that we get here via email, via mail, via phone call, via text message, via a direct message on social media. We'd love to hear from you as well. If you have an experience with Bible Tracks, Inc., we'd love to hear from you. Here's one from a Trenton in Fort Myers, Florida. Now, Trenton, thank you so much for being a part of our ministry. Here's what Trenton said. How did you hear about us? Through an online search about tracks. She says, I'm a college student and I lead a ministry on my campus. I love to pass out tracks to as many students as possible. He got, Trenton did, got one of our sample packets, one each of every track that we have. And it was our privilege to be able to send some to you, Trenton. Thank you so much for your willingness to be a part of the ministering of the body of Christ, ministry to the body of Christ there on campus in Fort Myers, Florida. Then we have Miss Ava in Wisconsin. Here's what Miss Ava says. I'm writing this for my eight-year-old granddaughter. I can already tell. This one's going to be good. Writing this for my eight-year-old granddaughter, she has such a heart for lost souls. She listens to your program every morning as I take her to school. She goes to a, a religious school there in Wisconsin. She asked me to write this for her. She would like some tracks that would reflect her age to others as she's only eight. I hope you can help her spread the love of God to others. Thank you in advance. May God bless this ministry for many, many more years. And Miss Ava, and to your granddaughter as well, thank you, thank you, thank you. Now, if you do listen to this, I know with uh, school being in flux and all that, hopefully you might just happen to hear this broadcast. But Miss Ava and your granddaughter, thank you so much. And I believe we probably sent you some tracks. There's a specific track that I have in mind, maybe seven questions every boy and girl asks. That would be a great one to give to your classmates at school. But let me say this, that age does not bind your ability to lead others to Christ. We read yesterday about a couple that's 83 years old that use Bible tracks. We read today about this young lady, eight years old, that wants to lead people to Christ, that has a love for God. We are so thankful 
to partner with you for the cause of Christ. Now, I mentioned a little bit earlier about our ministry and what we do. Bible Tracks, Inc. has been around since 1938. Can you believe it? 1938, and our ministry the entire time has been about the free, I said free, F-R-E-E, free worldwide distribution of gospel literature to the body of Christ. Our goal is to put gospel tracts in the hands of everyone that needs them. The only way we've been able to do that is through the leading of God. And we're so grateful that we have the chance, that we have the ability, the manpower to be a part of the ministry of BTI. It really is our privilege and it's my privilege as leader, the leader of BTI to be speaking to you today via this broadcast. I'm going to ask you if you would to go to your Bibles. Grab your Bibles, Galatians chapter number two. We're going to feature a brand new track, a brand new track design, I should say, at the conclusion of the broadcast. But for right now, let's go to, to Galatians chapter two and verse number 15. I mentioned, Lord willing, we're going to conclude the second chapter of Galatians and pick up in Galatians 3 next week. Galatians chapter 2 and verse number 15 says this, We who are Jews by nature and not sinners of the Gentiles, knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but by the faith of Jesus Christ, even we have believed in Jesus Christ, that we might be justified by the faith of Christ and not by the works of the law. For by the works of the law shall no flesh be justified. Remember the context of Galatians. It's the juxtaposition of law versus liberty, and faith in Christ versus the works of ritualistic religion. Verse number 17. But if, while we seek to be justified by Christ, we ourselves also are found sinners, is therefore Christ the minister of sin? God Forbid. Verse number 18. For if I build again the things which I destroyed, I make myself a transgressor. For I, this is Paul talking, for I through the law am dead to the law that I might live under God. This is a famous verse. Number 20 is Galatians 2 verse 20. Listen, if you don't have your Bible, listen very intently. This is a powerful verse. It says, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Verse 21, and we conclude Galatians 2 here, I do not frustrate the grace of God, for if righteousness come by the law, then Christ is dead in vain. Think of that statement for just a moment. And there's the topic for us. Did Christ die in vain? Now, we've got to read verse number 20 again. It's just absolutely dripping with the power of the Holy Spirit here. Galatians 2, verse number 20. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Now I've got to ask this question. Christ, of course, some 2,000 years or so ago, died for you and for me. But the question that we must ask ourselves is simply this. Did Christ die in vain? My prayer my hope, my heart's cry is that no, he did not die in vain. That is the only logical answer. Christ did not 
die in vain. He died for you and for me, a vicarious, meaning he died in our place, a vicarious suffering so that we can accept his free gift of salvation. How can you make Christ's death to be in vain? It's very simple, friend. When you try to subvert this idea of liberty, this idea of faith and faith in Christ alone as the only way of salvation, when you try to replace that with law, with ritual, with this trap, with these trappings of religious effort, with the works of the flesh, that's how you make Christ's death to be in vain. Christ did not die in vain. Why did Christ die? Let's answer that question for just a moment here. When Paul says, I'm crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live, how does he spiritually live? Well, he understood this, that number one, we are all sinners. Let me put it to you this way. Let's imagine. Go back to your younger years, maybe your teenage years. Maybe that was a long time ago for some of you, maybe not so long ago for others. But let's go back to your younger years, maybe as a child. Let's think, what if your parents installed pure white carpet in your living room, in the entranceway to your home? Now, you would say your first thought would be, that's kind of foolish. Why in the world would you install pure white carpet? But please, please, for just a moment, use your imagination, put your thinking cap on, and think with me. What if, what, what if your parents did do that? Do you think you would be required to take your shoes off before you came in? Absolutely, right? There's no chance they would let you track dirt across that pure white carpet. Why? Because the smallest stain, the smallest speck would show up very quickly. How does that apply to this idea of us all being sinners? Well, here's the issue. Not only are we all sinners, but the wages for our sin is death. Can I tell you this? No matter what you do to try to clean yourself up, no matter if you think that your good works outweigh your bad, you will never, ever, ever, ever be able to completely rid yourself of all sin. Friend, it's a sad state that we live in. You, me, and everybody. We are all sinners to the core and we'll never be able to change that. But here's where the good news starts. The gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. You see, we're all sinners. And the penalty for our sin is we have been denied entrance to heaven. Think of that white carpet. There's not a chance that your mom or your dad would let you give, give you entrance to the entryway of that home if you have the smallest speck of dirt on you. No chance whatsoever. Can I tell you the same thing applies to heaven? Heaven is a perfect place. And as soon as the smallest speck of sin comes in, it's no longer a perfect place. But here's where the good news is. Jesus Christ died to cover our sin with his precious blood. We're all sinners, but Jesus Christ paid the penalty for our sin. And lastly, this, all we have to do is repent and put our trust and faith in Christ. I have with me a tract. It's a brand new tract design. Here's what it's called. Will you live forever? The answer to that question is yes, you will live forever. The only determiner, though, that we need to figure out is where you will live forever. See, did Christ die in vain for you? Will you die, take your last breath, and slip into eternity without accepting the free gift of salvation? 
on the back of this track, it has a, a simple thought, a simple verse from John 5, verse number 24. Our Lord said this, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that heareth my word and believeth on him that sent me, meaning God, hath everlasting life and shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. You're going to live forever, friend. The only question is, is it going to be in heaven or will it be in hell? I'd recommend to you that you maybe go to our website, order one of these tracks right now. I would love to send you a few of these tracks, a few hundred even if you need them. Will you live forever? I hope that you have a great day for his glory. Our announcer will be on in just a moment to tell you more how you can contact us. If you have questions about what we've talked about today, in our conclusion of Galatians 2, please do not hesitate to talk to us. God bless Thank you for joining us today for Bible Tract Echoes, a ministry of Bible Tracks Incorporated. If you would like to receive a free sample packet of all of our tracks, you can contact us by calling 309-828-6888. That's 309-828-6888. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 188, Bloomington, Illinois, 61702. A faster way to contact us is to go to our website at BibleTracksInc.org. That's BibleTracksInc.org. There you will find more information about our ministry and details on how you can support Bible Tracks Incorporated. Thanks for listening, and may the Lord richly bless you as you serve Him.